Hey guys, hello. It's been a while, it's been like three weeks. Three weeks since our last one, yeah. This is Burn Offerings, episode above 10, I don't know. Yeah, 10 plus. Oh no, this is 13. Is it? This is lucky number 13. Alright, cool. Um, what, uh, yeah. Just, uh, been jamming some uh, older stuff lately. Uh, some old Sepultura. Uh, because it rules. And uh, some old Napalm Death. Yeah. What are you in uh, jamming? Uh, a bunch. I'd be playing this record over and over. Fucking, um, this band called Glorious. The question mark again? Glorious? Punk band from Sweden. Cool. Uh, I've been jamming their, uh, came out last, I want to say this album came out last year. And it's called, uh, it's the first album, it's called Who Are They to Impose Restrictions? And it's just straight raw punk, like, blasting DV. It's amazing. Oh, fuck, yeah. I just been jamming the fuck out of that. Cool. I always forget about that band, because I got the record when it came out. It spun it a lot, and then, you know, file records away. I always forget what I have. Mm-hmm. Fucking came up, like, found them at work the other day. And I probably looped that record. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I've listened to a lot of that. I'll check them out for sure. Um, listen to Volcano. Okay. And um, a little bit of Oz, like old thrash metal band Oz. Both sick. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Volcano's from uh, Japan. I honestly can't remember where Oz is from. Okay. I want to say I sent both when I when I was jamming both those guys. I sent you the links, I think. But you're kind of going through some shit, so I don't think you uh, probably didn't listen to it. No, I didn't. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't, um, it's been a rough week for me, we don't have to get into that, but, yeah, um, yeah, I've just been jamming, uh, some old Sepultura, old Napalm Death, and, and I don't know why, but a lot of Bond River lately. Fuck it. Yeah, man, uh, fucking love Bond River, dude, I know that there's mixed feelings about that band, but that's kind of a thing I do, so. I mean, almost any band's gonna have mixed feelings, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. Who cares? With them, I just like their mentality. I just like that they, everything is done within the band. Yeah. I mean, shit, they released everything themselves besides the vinyl pressings of their albums. Right. And they got to the point without, I mean, they, shit, without really much anything. They played mainly local shows. Fucking released shit on their own. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a lot of fucking exposure. Right. Somehow blow up this huge fucking following being who fucking fucking they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a pretty big band, but um, I've been jamming a lot of them lately. And uh, smoking some super lemon haze. Is that what uh, she gave you? That's what she gave to me. It's uh, medical marijuana. It's pretty amazing. Um... It makes music sound better, and uh, <laughs> it makes life better. So it improve it improves things. It improves things. Yeah, it is a life improver. Yes, I've been doing that and working. So, dude, it's been like what is it? Three weeks since we did a show? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. fucking okay. So, yeah, we did a show. What the fuck? Why did why did it take three weeks? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because we went and seen Antichrist. Well, there was that show, wasn't there? What? And then, then the week after we missed, or, oh, I think we just didn't do it. Oh, okay, yeah, I know why, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's been three weeks, Antichrist. Antichrist. We went and seen Antichrist. They are from... Sweden. They're fucking amazing, man. Yes. They're on their second album? Yes. Pouring on the second album right now. Um, holy shit, they... <sighs> Detroit wasn't even supposed to initially be a stop for them. Tony from uh, Nuke, and I actually had to keep track of fucking all the bands he plays in because I want to say he keeps quitting bands for other bands. We're just gonna go with Nuke. Tony from Nuke. Tony from Nuke. Got him. Fucking uh, got him here. Oh, he plays in fucking Whip Striker. That South American band. Really? Yeah, he toured. He did a European tour with him. Oh, okay. He's a really good guitar player in that band. But yeah, Tony got him to agree to come play Detroit. And I want to say it was a success. They, you can tell by the singer. The singer, you read him like a fucking book. 
when he was like digging shit. Yeah. It seemed like any time he'd look out and the crowd was getting wild, he, he was into it. Yeah. Like I think he probably they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. There was videos that there was videos the next day of them hanging out shooting like AK forty sevens into the woods and <laughs> riding Tony's motorcycle like nuts to butts. Cool. <laughs> Tony hanging off the back drinking like a bottle of wine. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, that show. That show was awesome. Uh, Sakuzu opened that show. Destroyed it. And the almighty shit fucker. Fucking made their return. Yes, and it was my first time seeing them. I'm a fan. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. Um, the turnout for the show was pretty good. Yeah, it was solid. People kept disappearing and like out in the patio, so I was always kind of questionable. Yeah, but all of a sudden then there'd be a bunch of people like, yeah. Well, because like I've noticed like a lot of shows, people will come and you think it's like a great turnout, but they almost only stay for the local band. Right. Because they're bigger local acts. Yeah. And then they'll leave before the National Act plays. It's like, dude, that's shitty. I was really hoping it wasn't going to happen for this show because with Tony saying that they didn't initially plan on stopping here. I'm like, fuck, dude, don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't bail. Mm-hmm. Dude fucking shredding. Dude shredding on a Stratocaster. That blew me away. The dude from Antichrist was playing on a Strat. Yeah, two Just, guitar players. The one guitar player was on a Strat. The other... I can't remember. Something was a Flying V. Was a Flying V? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, they were fucking awesome. And Sukuzu, as always, as announced, as portrayed... Just fucking annihilated it. It was killer. And, you know, Jared told me some really cool stories about touring with Suicide. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I missed that. I was talking to somebody else. Yeah. It was pretty cool, man. Uh, some horror stories and some, like, glory stories. <laughs> there were some good ones and there were some pretty scary ones. But um, I know that there was big spiders. That makes sense. Uh, scary ones. <clears throat> he got to see a lot of... Dragons, though, like um, lizards. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember some of the stuff he told me, but it was it was just cool just to like relish in that moment of him telling. He was so excited to like share what what it was like to tour with that band. It was it was really really cool. Yeah, because what did they do? He, they played in Australia, and they played um where else did they play? Did somewhere in Southeast Asia, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where. I'm guessing the giant spiders were while they were still in Australia. I would imagine so. Probably fucking trying to kill them. Yeah. They they tell you be on your guard. I think. You know. So there was that. It was good seeing Margaret. Yeah. Margaret showed up. Our old boss. Uh, she uh, she ended up leaving before Antichrist, but. Killer. <laughs> Johnny walks in. I think it was after he dropped his stuff off and he came back in. His first thing he says, Jared, buy me a beer. I'm like, dude, why? He's like, because I'm fucking poor. My life sucks right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ended up giving him my beer that was bought for me. It was a good time. It was cool. And I ended up getting my Sakuzu shirt. Fuck yeah, dude. You got a cool Sakuzu shirt. Yes, I did. But I didn't know they had that shirt. The only one I saw they had was the cover of the demo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like the logo shirt. Yeah, it's sick. I wear it with pride, dude. Love that man. Killer. But yeah, the Antichrist show was fucking awesome. I'm glad I got to see those dudes, man. They fucking shredded my face off. Yeah, that shit was dialed. Yeah, it was killer. So, um, you know, that's one reason that, you know, we haven't done a podcast in three weeks. I think that was like the last show I went to, too. I missed a few. Yeah. There was one last uh, Sunday. There was a few. Yeah, last Sunday was uh, Pebble Checkoff. Um, had a Russian played. Grin and Barrett from Ohio played. That show was sick. Then I missed, was it Thursday or Friday? Heinous from Phoenix. Killer Gorgon band. With radiation vomit from, I think uh, radiation vomit is mixed between California and Fort Wayne members. And who else fucking played the Detroit one? Girth. Girth, yeah. And there was a newer band, I think, I can't remember the name. And then there was a show, the fucking, the show, it was like Tuesday, I think, of last week. Undergame, 
fuck Topsy. Fuck Topsy, and I can't remember the third. Didn't Head Eruption play that? Head Eruption did play that. That was the first time Head Eruption, I think, played like a... A live show. A bar with like, no, like a bar with like a legit sound system. Oh. Not like at the precinct or punk house or anything. Right. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to see Head Eruption? Um, yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> I really hope so, because I really dig that band, dude. Should have seen them Sunday, because Sunday they said they were going to play slightly faster. Which they already played fast. Cool. And it was going to be slightly faster. Uh, did not make it to that show Sunday. <laughs> Shots were plentiful. Craft beers were plentiful. Anyway, um, that's what we've been up to. We the show and what we've been jamming. I've been watching a lot of movies too. Uh, I watched Inferno last night. Fuck yeah! Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the uncut version. Yeah. Of course, the Ink and Bay Clams, which is awesome. Um, I really dig that movie. Yeah, I like it too. I have a panic attack, though, in the beginning when she's in the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It just <laughs> makes my, my the hair stand up on my arms, man. Like, like, come on, get out, get out, get out. You know, it's like, fuck, oh, man. And then her foot touches the corpse. It's like, dude. But, uh, yeah. Hey, what were, you, what were you just telling me about that that movie? Um, that, that movie, Dario Argento became really sick with hepatitis. And that some of the scenes he had to do laying on his back, like he had to direct laying on his back. And uh, he actually turned over some of those responsibilities to Mario Bama. Those of you who may not know who Mario Baba is, he did Bay of Blood, along with a lot of others, or Twitch of the Death Nerve, and also Lombardo Baba was involved in that too. And that it was, and is, as far as I know, Argento's least favorite film that he's ever done. I really think he needs to rethink that thought, because he's released a few since then. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, he really needs to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Uh, which horror hound was it that we went to? Where they Dracula? Showed, yeah, where they showed Dracula. That was like, it was at Indy, and I can't remember the last time we went to Indy one. This was like probably two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, at least. I just remember running into this dude, Tim, and this guy, Mike, that I used to uh, party with, like, you know, way back in the day. And apparently they're into horror now. I've seen them at two conventions. And they went to the screening of that, and they said it sucked. They just did. Was it Will that also went that to that screening? He might have. He might have. Somebody came out like, "Did you go to the fucking screening?" I was like, "No." And they're like, "Tam dancing, fucking yeah, grasshopper up the fucking stairs. stairs." Yeah. Oh, that's terrible, dude. <laughs> good, good, good grief. Um, dude, it's like fucking quit and be remembered as a legend. Or keep directing films and tarnish that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost makes you think, like, I know Fulci had some questionable films, but if he was still alive and making movies, how many other questionable films do you think you'd have? Well, he left us with the wax mask, right? That was the one, yeah. Well, that was like Argento gave it to him to try to revamp his fucking career. Okay. Not his. They, what the one thing I read said he gave it to his colleague, not friend. Yeah. And yeah. Well, because well, Fulci, I think, didn't like Argento more than Argento didn't like Fulci. I think it was more so of a Argento knew Fulci didn't like him, so he's like, "Well, fuck you." <laughs> right. And then yeah, he died there and then they gave it to uh, I can't remember the guy who ended up doing it, but it was a special effects guy wow. directing it. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet. I have yet to watch it. It's sitting. Right in front of my VCR right now. I plan on putting it in, but I want to do it when I know I'm not going to fall asleep. Okay. Well, well, here's what we're going to do with that. When you watch The Wax Mask, I'll watch Beyond the Law. I knew you haven't fucking watched that movie yet. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. It's sitting at my house, waiting for me to pop it in. You need to fucking do that. I know. It was amazing. Yeah. So was The Wax Mask. 
So we'll do that. We'll like text and be like, tonight's the night. We're going to watch these movies. But, um, yeah. A um, couple bands that I wanted to bring up, do it up. Uh, both of them are from the Bay Area, uh, Oakland. The first one is Swamp Witch. Definitely check them out. Just filthy doom. Just good stuff. Um, a friend of mine, Lo, actually turned me on to both of these bands. The second one's called Devoid. And man, that stuff is just brutal and it's it's almost like uh, psychedelic. But they're hard to find. They're not on YouTube. Devoid, I'm talking about. They're only on Bandcamp, and the name of the album is One and Two. <laughs> so, good luck with that. And then Swamp Witch has a demo, and I think one other album that is brand new, just came out. Can't find it on YouTube, it's only on Bandcamp. Both bands, totally awesome. Swamp Witch and Deep Void. Both from uh, Oakland, California. Oh, yeah. The Bay, the Bay Area. Um, anything new that you've been jamming, or you want to? Fuck, I've actually, I haven't really checked out anything new. Really haven't. I know we just got done jamming Axe Grinder. Yeah. Which. I always forget to turn you guys. I uh, show those guys to you. Oh man, I love that band, dude. There's always bands I. There's bands that I forget I've shown you, and then bands that I've shown you and I forget that you like them. Yes. Also, there's like a bunch of bands that I just that I know you'll like, and I just keep forgetting who they are. And I have the records in there, and I just can't remember who the fuck. Yeah. If I start flipping through my records again, I'd probably pull out a bunch of shit that I'm like, oh, Steve would dig this. Yeah. Or that you played for me before, where I'm like, who the who is this? Yeah. And then it just gets shuffled in the mix, and then we forget about it. But uh, Axe Grinder definitely one band that you turned me on to that, man, I fucking love them, dude. It is so good. Fans Yeah. Yeah, it's a good record. The one, the particular one you have. Rise of the Serpentman? Yeah. And I got their, uh, I think I bought a pressing of, like, their earlier stuff before that. Okay. And that's for fans of? Um, if you like Bolt Thrower, you should like it. Right. Bolt Thrower, um, is, yeah. It's like a... It's just like crust. I mean, it kind of gets labeled as like stenchcore, which is like a style of crust, which is pretty much, I mean, think of Axe Grinder, pretty much that's stenchcore. Okay. For the most part. Almost any band that's labeled stenchcore has that same like crushing type of sound to it. Right, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. And they are crushing too. They're heavy. They're a heavy band. I just like that they have double kicks that are like, you know, audible. Which adds to like how heavy they are, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not super fast. No. So when they do it like the technically the second song, Hellstorm, uses those double kicks in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, just killer stuff, man. Another band that you turned me on to that I kind of want to listen to tonight is Stormcrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really dig that band. Fucking split with coffins, man. Oh, the split with coffins is so good. That's the only one you have, though, right? I might have another one if it's a split, but I, when it comes to like filing splits, I always mm. I might have filed it under the other band, right? Depending on what I have of them. Gotcha. But I do know that uh, their standalone album I don't have, and it's one that for a while there I thought I did. So I'd see it pop up for sale for fucking a really good price. I never bought it. I just assumed I had it, and then <laughs> realized I don't have it. Mm. That's a that's an EP, right? Their uh, full one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a twelve inch. EP. Yeah. It's fucking, it's good. I've listened to it. It's good. Um, it has like the uh, lady skeleton type fucking thing in the front. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's killer. I've listened to it and the split with Coffins is just great, man. I love Coffins, too. But, uh, Stupid fucking snowstorm like two years ago. Yeah. They did that mini tour out because they were playing MDF. They hit Cleveland. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. And it was a blizzard from fucking hell. Like, there was no way we were making it there. No. The roads were so bad. So pissed. Yeah, me too. Coffins would have been 
pretty amazing to see live. I mean, I've seen like live videos of them playing, and they're just as good live as they are on there. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter who's singing for them, <laughs> um, they've had a couple different singers, but they're always just fucking really crushing and just pissed. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something epic. I don't know. You said you were watching Inferno. Yeah, I watched Inferno. Did you watch anything else? Um, I watched 555. Fuck yeah, dude. Not yesterday, but the day before that. Pop that in. The Master Video one. I'm not cool enough to own the original pressing of it. Not many people are because they don't want to, either they don't get lucky enough to find it or they don't feel like dropping that money. I don't blame them. I know that the Master Video one's going for 100 bucks right now. Yeah, that's fucking. And it doesn't surprise me, but it's stupid. Right. I would not be surprised. No, no, it's probably sold out. The Magic Garden. I wouldn't be surprised if Lewis still has some. But it's probably sold out for there. I did notice that when I posted it on Instagram, an hour later someone posted the original. Almost like they were like, haha, I have the original. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool. You win, man. Congratulations. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I popped that in. Um, I also watched uh, Psycho 2, and um, which I really like that movie a lot because it's it's obviously a slasher movie, but there's like a cool murder mystery kind of a thing going on, like yeah, with with that particular one. You know, the third one's just a flat out slasher film. The first one is not a murder mystery because you know who the killer is you know what's going on but the second one there's like like it's weird like you're trying to put puzzle pieces together to figure it out you know dude that second one wasn't even supposed to be a major motion picture it was supposed to be like a made for fucking TV film really and it wasn't until the studio like because when they initially did it it was like going to be just made for TV sequel to Psycho is what it is they signed on to that and then the studio caught wind that they were going to bring back uh, Bates and have Norm Bates come back in it and with fucking Perkins. Yeah. And the studio bumped it up to be in an actual fucking full motion picture. Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, dig that movie. The ending is fucking awesome. Um, I just remember renting that movie when I was younger and never being able to forget the very end of that movie when he hits Mrs. Spool over the fucking head with a shovel. Yeah. Oh, man. Breaks the chair. It's just so violent. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, I also watched Spine. Hell yeah. Yeah, I watched Spine. I popped that in the other day. Uh, Terror Train uh, featuring David Copperfield and Jamie Lee Curtis. Love that movie. Yeah, me too. It's a it's a cool little film. Um, uh, a couple more. Uh, Ninja Nightmare. <laughs> that fucking movie, dude. Uh, I knew when I commented that it was not going to be a great movie. Let's see what that's all about. And Jared says, uh, and I quote, "It's probably about ninjas, and I'm guessing it's going to be a nightmare." <laughs> it's a fucking terrible movie. It's so bad. I bought it at Cinema Wasteland for five bucks. The cover art rules. Ninja Nightmare. Why wouldn't I buy it? Yeah. Love ninja movies. Fucking A. Not a good movie at all. I do not recommend it. Do not watch this movie. Um, it's been three weeks, so here's a couple more movies if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Grizzly. I yes. watched Grizzly. Bear Slasher. <laughs> yeah, with Christopher George. And it's a grizzly bear just killing people. Pretty cool. Um, no one's safe from the grizzly bear. Um, I watched Phenomena, the uncut one, not Creepers. Yeah. And uh, the Twilight Zone movie. It's been a while since I watched that. It's good. Um, I do remember watching it when I was younger, but I like it kind of better more now. Like yeah. watching it now, pretty cool. Especially the beginning of it with Dan Aykroyd, and that's not, that part's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, didn't really care for the second 
story. Uh, kick the can okay. with the uh, older people in the home. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but it's just kind of like, come on, this is Twilight Zone, man. Like, why couldn't they have done like, I don't know, like any of the other, like the doll. The doll was like this previous thing ever, or the the, you know, but the last, the last one's the best. Yeah, terror at twenty thousand feet or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's killer. It's good stuff. That's what I watched, and then the last one was Deep Red <laughs> or the Hatchet Records. Oh yeah, that's when you found out fucking uh, you have the butchered ass PHS. Oh, maybe I'm dipping back a little far further. Yeah, I I realized that I need <clears throat> the Anchor Bay Clam on VHS or the DVD so I can watch it uncut. I got the Blue Underground DVD. Okay, you let me borrow that tonight. Because I got the Thorn EMI, EMI VHS and Anchor and the uh, Blue Underground DVD. Okay, because I got the HBO. Um, yeah, basic Thorn EMI. Okay. I mean, it's an HBO video, but it's they were it there was like a mm-hmm. Thorn EMI, HBO Thorn, HBO video. Like they fucking like kept merging and changing, but it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, I, I noticed that. On, wasn't uh, Dawn of the Dead like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, anything that has the same clam, the logos basically look exactly the same. Right. I always just call it Thorny. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, don't let me forget to borrow that from you. Because I want to see that movie uncut. I like the movie. I like the storyline. But I need the gore, too. So those are all the movies I've been watching, man. Shit, what have I watched? I've watched more than I remember, because I only remember one. So. (laughs) Okay. I know I watched more. I just can't. Oh well, I watched uh, after Romero died. I was going to put in Martin. Okay. And realized I don't have it anymore. I don't know. I think I might have accidentally included it when I did uh, tape beaters. I might have sold it. Mm. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> like I didn't think I sold it. I'm like I looked around for an hour, like on the shelves in my like bins of tapes. I'm like I know I have this fucking movie. I wouldn't have sold this movie. Yeah, I guess I sold this movie. Yeah. So I don't have Martin. So I watched Day of the Dead. Okay. And I watched that. Um, that movie now, more watching it, I, it, it is the stereotypical, which is 100% accurate portrayal of the military person mindset. I, when it comes to logic. I agree. Like, it's, it blows my it still blows my mind and it, it was it did it's like that's a hundred percent accurate still to this day. That is how interactions between like people of science or just people who want to use facts and logic and like kind of understand that and like the military or I guess you can even look at it as like the stupid patriotic nationalistic people. They don't do that. Yeah, I'm like oh my fucking god! Like this is so like. <laughs> this is so accurate. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah obvious that it's real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that movie was '85, mm-hmm. and we've had 9/11 since then. We've had some things happen since. Dude, then. since 9/11, once 9/11 happened, I guarantee that that shit went made it even more true, but to a higher extent. Yeah, because like fucking once 9/11 happened, it was like. Can overnight patriots. Yeah. Everybody had a fucking American flag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get, I don't wanna get into all that, but fuck no, I'm, I'm not either. fucking like that shit. Like, you guys are fucking a joke, dude. Yeah, I hear you. It's, as far as the movie goes, though, you know. Oh, that movie, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely um, portrays the military mindset very well, as yes. well as the scientific mindset very well. It's a fucking awesome written movie. Um, Awesomely directed too. I mean, that movie's great, dude. It it's standalone and it's in the trilogy. It's really good. What I liked about it is the the one part where I can't I don't know anybody's fucking name from that movie. So the like head military guy, they have that meeting. Like everybody has to be there, and the chick gets up. She's like, I'm leaving. And they start talking, and then all the other dudes are like laughing and joking, like thinking this whole like everything he's saying is a joke. And he's like, shoot her. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, pulls his finger out of the gun and says, bang. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, motherfucker. Like, pulls his gun out and points at him. Like, I said, fucking shoot her. And that's when he realized, oh, 
It's real. It's real, and they couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, dude, you think this whole thing's a fucking joke? Like, yeah. I've, 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 I've come across people like that. Yeah. Who, like, their friends are complete assholes, and they're serious assholes, and they just assume it's a total joke. Like, no, they're not joking. Like, your friend's a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is too realistic. It's like in 85, and it still portrays now. It does. It does. And, you know, one thing I noticed about the trilogy of the dead is that there's always one asshole. Every movie. Every fucking movie. That just, mmm, pisses you off just to, to no end, you know. Uh, Cooper, Cooper, you know, and Cooper. Yeah, Cooper and then Flyboy in the second one did a lot of stupid shit, man. You're just like, mm. he wasn't really an asshole, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But, um, fuck, even the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, was it? That had the one guy, I can't remember who he was supposed to be, but he was just like the rich guy who was all arrogant. They ended up going, getting away on his boat. Yeah, the dude from, uh, Modern Family. Yep. He was a Rick, yeah, he was. Dude. He was. His one-liners were just fucking uncalled for, and yeah. and they're doing the montage, and he's just like railing that one shit with the video camera. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's the asshole in that one for sure. But um, yeah, that's cool. You watch Day of the Dead because uh, I almost threw that in the other day, but I didn't. Yeah, because because of Romero passing. Yeah, I wanted to watch Martin. I still want to watch it. I'm really fucking pissed off that I sold that movie. Yeah, I can't believe I sold it because I had the, the HBO video one. Right. I can't believe I would have sold that, but I guess I fucking did. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah, I'll get it back. And then I watched, uh, I mean, you could probably tell I watched this based on that burnt offerings designer did. I watched uh, Videodrome. Yeah, cool. I did the like, Civic TV style design. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool, man. Uh, video drama rules, too. I love it. Fucking love that movie. Always fucking forget Deborah Harry's in it. I always remember that she's in it. I always forget she's in it. And she is delicious. She's been a crush of mine since I was a wee lad. Yeah, Deb, Debbie Harry. Let's just relish in that. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. Even her in um, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, mm-hmm. like, Deborah Harry as, like, the mom next door. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> take it any day of the week. Absolutely, Fuck, man. Yeah. But, um, that's cool. Day of the Dead. Um, Anything else? Shit, I don't think I've... I watched more. I just can't remember. Because I, I cleaned my room, so I put all my movies back. That's one oh, of the right. things. Like, when I clean my room, I usually have a stack of all the movies I've watched sitting next to my TV. Because I'll just like take the one out I just watched, set it next to it, put the new one in, and the stack just fucking grows. I ended up putting all that shit away. But I can't remember. Okay. But yeah, there was more. I watched more stuff. There was one non-horror movie that I watched, and I know how much you dislike Chuck Norris. <laughs> Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yeah. For all my martial arts people out there, this movie featured an epic fight between Chuck Norris and David Carradine from Kill Bill. And, uh, kind of boo. Yeah, and Kung Fu, the legend continues. Absolutely. Um, fucking Lone Wolf the Quaid. <laughs> it's when a Western meets a martial arts film. Sounds fucking weird. Sounds like it can't be done. But it was done very well. And Steve McQueen had a big hand in that. Pretty fucking cool movie. Chuck Norris is the uh, sheriff. He takes no shit from anybody, and he's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> David Carradine smokes cloves and fucks people up with martial arts, and they meet at the end. Pretty fucking cool. I can dig it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm guessing Norris wins out in the end. Norris does win out in the end, yeah. But he's got to go through a bunch of the thugs first, you know. It's it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty badass, but he's like the outlaw sheriff that drinks on the job and 
doesn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> I love it, man. Uh, it's a far cry from a Walker, Texas Ranger. That is the biggest embarrassment to that guy's, <laughs> besides his recent bullshit. Yeah, besides his comings out as a fucking dickhead. Besides that, um, that and uh, any movie he did past 1992. Are you throwing sidekicks in there? Sidekicks was 94, so <laughs> that movie sucked. Uh, he, <laughs> I'm talking classic Chuck Norris, man. Like the the golden era of Chuck Norris before Van Damme and Seagal took over as the big honchos of the 80s action. Yeah, once they once they took over, Chuck Norris kind of faded into obscurity, and then started doing the. What were the ones he did where he was like a? I can't. I'm actually kind of embarrassed. I can't remember the name of it. He was almost like a special, like a Navy SEAL type dude. There's a couple of them. There's the Delta Force. Delta Force, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that one's killer. And then there's a Invasion USA. Okay, yep. And then there's a Missing in Action. Uh, I guess kind of I was thinking of all those. Because <laughs> now that you say all those, I'm like, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> those are good. I always liked the one, uh, it was one of his first movies that he did. Um, and then we're going to end the Chuck Norris thing. Uh, it was called Breaker Breaker. Oh, that's the fucking one with the, he's the truck driver. Yeah, right? the truck drivers. He's yeah on the CBs, and it was pretty cool. It was uh, he was young, dude. He was super young. That movie came out in the '70s, and that was one of his first movies. So, I'm a huge Chuck Norris fan. I have all of his good movies on VHS, so that's cool. Um, enough with Chuck Norris, but. I'll finish with Tuck Norris with uh, what movie was it where he fought Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee legitimately broke his leg broke his fucking leg yeah because Chuck Norris like intentionally hit him actually hit him yeah so Bruce Lee came back so fuck you and broke his leg and they had to like call time out on filming (laughs) until his leg healed no actually oh yeah maybe they did until his leg healed but I know that he Finished that with a broken leg. Did he? Yes. It was not good. Bruce Lee. And that movie's uh, Way of the Dragon or Return of the Dragon, depending on where you live in the world. Um, That movie rules, dude. Way of the Dragon. I was so happy when I read that, though. I'm like, that's amazing. (laughs) He straight broke his fucking leg. Like, Chuck Norris just punches him in the face. I was like, fuck you, dude. You're nothing. Well, he was Bruce Lee just straight breaks his leg. He did. He did. He legitimately broke his leg because Chuck Norris was just coming off of the uh, American Kickboxing Championship in real life. Yeah, he was an actual champion. Yeah. And he had the chicks and the fame and the money, and he's like, oh, I'm in a Bruce Lee movie. I could take Bruce Lee. <laughs> no one can take Bruce Lee. No one should ever think they can take Bruce Lee. Like maybe it was different then. Maybe word didn't get around. Like I don't know. Maybe nobody came up there to tell you. <laughs> like, I don't know if they went up there and tell you I don't shine shoes anymore. Yeah, like you can't take Bruce Lee. If anybody, I, I have to say this: if anybody had the mindset ever in this world that they could take Bruce Lee, it was Chuck Norris. Of course, yeah, of course he would. Of course it would be Chuck Norris. Dude, I'm telling you, Chuck Norris, forced to be reckoned with in his heyday, but he's not Bruce Lee. No. And I will take Bruce Lee over Chuck Norris any day. Oh, hell yeah. Bruce Lee was no joke, man. He played ping pong with nunchucks. He was bad, dude. He was a bad dude. And uh, who's the other guy that's real badass like that? Frank Dukes. Oh, the real life Frank Dukes? The real life Frank Dukes, yeah. yeah. I yeah. watch I watch videos of him. Yeah, I almost do it every time I watch uh, Bloodsport. I'm like, I'm fucking looking up. There's be something I haven't found yet that he did. Yeah, he punched yeah. through bulletproof glass or shattered it. Yeah, punched, punched through it. No, straight through it. Oh fuck! It took. It was like three to five punches to go straight through it. Mm-hmm. But his first punch went as far into it as a bullet did. That's insane. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's the Dim Mac, dude. But then I'm like, in doing that, I found articles where people are calling him a fraud. Yeah. And I'm like, 
saying like he didn't really win all these trophies and he didn't really do any of that shit. But I'm like, I'm gonna say he probably did. Like he, he's still on the books for holding some of those records still to this day. Yeah. Still on the books for holding some of those fucking records. Yeah. Like so obviously I mean you can't fake that shit. Right. Yeah. Well this week we are going to talk about the Almighty. The fucking Almighty. Buried alive. Bayou Omega, Blue Holocaust, Beyond the Darkness. Dark Holocaust. Hmm? Dark Holocaust also. Is it Dark Holocaust too? Mm-hmm. I missed that one. Yeah. I don't know. That's another one. Um, it is one of my favorite movies just from shock value of first seeing it. The feel on it is great. The score on it is great. By The Goblins. The Goblins, <laughs> also known as Goblin. <laughs> Um, I just remember renting this movie from Blockbuster when I was a kid, and holy shit, I wasn't expecting that, especially from Blockbuster. Um, I think they got the wrong Buried Alive, (laughs) but, uh, I love this movie, it's one of my favorites, and I'm really glad that we're going to review it this week, so... Oh yeah, I figure you're gonna you're gonna be adding a lot to this conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. Um, what are the things about this movie that you like? Because I know that there's a ton that I like. Honestly, I love um, the, the way the score plays with this film. It's great. It mm-hmm. gives it a it gives it a more like almost an ominous feel to it. Like the score is not even that like straight ominous. It's a goblin score, mm-hmm. but because of how the film is, it just gives it that feel, and I fucking absolutely love it. Yeah, love the way that like, I mean, this kind of just has to do with it being a seventies film for the most part. I love the way it's shot, just the way it looks. It just kind of just has that like almost like eerie uncomfortableness to it. It does, like especially the shot, the scenes where he's in. Uh, like doing his uh, taxidermy shit, and it's just basically like a single light bulb. Yeah. And you see the shadows outside of it, and it's like just the one area lit up. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. And it just looks really raw. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It it, it definitely has that seventies quality to it. As it is. It's a fucking Jody Amato movie. Yeah. Like. I agree. But uh, those are two things about this movie that are great. And um, to go back about the score, it creates an atmosphere mm-hmm. for this movie. It's almost like a dark cloud hanging over your head the entire time that you're watching this movie. It, like I, you know, and I think that's what it is. Like like I said, the score is not ominous, but it creates something with it. And because of how the film's shot and the shit they show, it creates that yeah ominous feel. And I think that's been lost in film for a long time. You can only find that in old school movies like that, you know what I mean? Like, and this one nailed it for me with the score and the atmosphere and just the uncomfortableness, like you said. Unbelievable. Um, I also, uh, one, one thing that I do like about this movie is the fact that he does taxidermy and that the monkey kind of thing that he, he's working on, mm-hmm. it kind of sets the tone for like what this guy's capable of. You know, I, I, I just think that, like, they show it right off the bat, like, this guy does this. And, like you said, with the one light bulb. Yeah. It just sets the tone, you know what I mean? And Iris. Oh, goodness. My fucking bitch. Yeah, she, uh, she runs the show, man. But, uh, I really like this movie mostly because of the gore. That's the number one thing that I like about this movie is the gore. Yeah. And really quick, going back, I hate cut versions of movies because they lack the gore. This movie is plentiful in gore and just violent scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just violent scenes. It lives up to the warning label on the back of the VHS. Like, you know you're getting into some shit when you see that warning label. It's not like... This isn't child's play. This is like real fucking gore, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. I love it. 
Yeah, like to play into that, like the the fucking scene, like the first the first real scenes of that is when he brings that hitchhiker back, picks her up, because he's he's picked up. That's when he already has his like wife's dead body. Yes. In the back, and he picks up the hitchhiker. Yeah. And ends up back at his place, and he's like, that's when they start showing him like getting into the fucking like disemboweling his wife, mm-hmm. cleaning her out, and it's just like fucking they show the incision. And just lifting out fucking organs and entrails, toss them in a fucking bucket, which you said that fucking sound. Oh, the sound of entrails just hitting a metal bucket. Oh. <laughs> but then, like, she wakes up, which I, it still baffles me. Like, dude, why the hell did you go there and start doing this with the hitchhiker passed out in your front seat? Yeah, why wouldn't you, like, drop her off or Somewhere, her fucking, yeah. You know what I mean? But she comes out, sees what's going on, he chases her down, and, like, he, she, like, scratches him on his neck. And he just grips up her hand, reaches for a pair of fucking pliers, and just starts tearing fingernails off. Yeah. <laughs> with, so, with pliers. Yeah. So grim. And unfortunately for the hitchhiker, she is extremely stoned. Mm-hmm. That would suck. Having your fingernails ripped off, extremely stoned. That would <laughs> fucking suck. Um, but the sound it makes when he... Yeah. Oh, goodness. The sound effects in this movie are just, even when he's like cutting her open and just like the whole thing. They did a good job of them. Mm-hmm. The sound effects, yeah, for sure. Um, and then that one plays into like the way he, like, she claws him and he rips off his fingernails. Like later on in the film, he has that jogger or wraps up her ankle and they go and like start making out, but it's like in the bed next to his dead wife and he like uncovers the dead wife so he can look at her while he's like fucking around with this girl yeah and the girl sees it freaks out and then she like bites him and his reaction is straight like bite her back and just rip out a chunk of her yeah he did too he bit the shit out of her yeah, yeah. and that sound effect and that gore of him pulling away fucking just straight flesh with his teeth yeah wow that was that's crazy but yeah the, the number one thing about this movie is the gore number two is the atmosphere I just love the atmosphere of this movie. And, you know, there's almost like, even though it's an old movie and it's hard to, like, invest in emotional, you know, um, storylines with the older movies because they're dated. Depending on the movie. I feel yeah. like I can, I can get into this one. Me too. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a rare movie where, like, you, you actually feel bad for it. You, like, you really love that chick. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know. It's just like... Kills her, kills her with a fucking voodoo doll, man. Yeah, yeah. Right at the beginning of the movie, Iris just ousts. Who is she, anyway? She's just the housekeeper. That's she, that all she is, is a fucking housekeeper? That's it. Obsessed with Frank. I think I never fucking actually picked up on that. Like, who the hell is this girl? And then I almost wonder, did she have anything to do with his mother dying? Yeah, you could probably look at it the same way. Like, because, like, yeah, in the beginning, when he's sitting in the room looking at his mother's picture, she's like, she's dead. I told you never to come in this room again. It's almost like she wanted to have Frank all to herself. I, so, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, that. maybe she had something like poisoned her or something like that. Who knows? But Same fucking thing. Probably didn't fucking believe it all with her, too. Yeah. Okay. Like a two-for-one two for deal. Yeah. She, like, used one up, came back for the other one. Yeah. But uh, Iris is fucking no joke in this movie. She has the shit swept out of her, though. Mm-hmm. He has enough. Another thing in this movie is when they're eating the fucking meal. And the sound effects. Yes. And he gets sick, and she's just chowing down. Oh, fuck. That, that turned my stomach the first time I seen the movie. <laughs> it turned my there was a couple there was a couple of the, the entrails hitting the bucket and, and all that and the fingernails it made me feel sick like physically sick not very many movies have ever done that you know what I mean mm-hmm. where it's just like ugh. there's been movies that shocked me where I'm just like why am I watching this this is unfortunate why is this happening this one actually made me sick like I felt like I was gonna throw up when I first seen it. She's just chowing down on human remains, mixed in with, like, noodles or something. Yeah. And he's just, like, 
what the fuck is going on? And she looks at him like, oh, is it getting to you? And he just <laughs> upjucks, just done. That was another part of the movie where I was like, dude, wow. Dude, the scene, uh, the fucking part that I love is, it's the hitchhiker, I believe. They fucking, uh, she chops her head off while he's getting the acid bath ready. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, towards the end of the fucking movie, like, the head just pops out of the fucking tub. All this, like, skimming off of it, just a few hairs, like, one eyeball. I'm like, fucking yes, dude. It's it just so fucking looked pissed. Yeah, it's great, yeah. Any movie that uses a fucking acid bath, I'm all about. He started getting, it started getting to him then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fucking, he wasn't, he wasn't too he keen on that idea. He wasn't digging it, and she, it took her a while to get that head off. Yeah, a few hacks. There's a few hacks with the meat cleaver. Yeah. <laughs> and then they actually ate the body to get rid of the evidence. Some of it. Yeah. And then melted the rest of it in the acid. And it's just like, dude, absolutely killed it, man. Yeah, it's like he wasn't too keen on having to kill, I don't think. Mm-hmm. He did if he had to. I think he kind of had, I think he was very reactionary. Like, especially when it came to, like, you see it almost with the jogger. Like, yeah, he kind of made that happen with him uncovering his wife, his, the body of his wife, so he could see her. Yeah. But when she saw him reacting, he, she bit him. He almost, like, it almost just pissed him off that she bit him. So he just, like, one to a hundred fucking goes straight in and just kills her. Right. I think a lot of it with him is very reactionary. Like, doing what he had to do to now that the secret get out that he fucking robbed his wife's grave. Yeah. But I feel a lot of it was just he's very short-tempered, reactionary type person. Yeah. Yeah. And his mind was in a fucking weird place because he lost his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was, he's just acting out of motion. That's why he just went along with everything that Ira said. He, like, did it. You know what I mean? Then what did she... Did she, like, make, uh, like, fucking clay figures or some shit like that? Because why the hell did they have a fucking kiln in the basement because they threw the jogger in the kiln yes or the oven or whatever the fuck I, I, I assume it's a kiln and I remember when they when the detectives come down and search there's like a bunch of those like clay ducks oh yeah and yeah. she gives them one of them mm-hmm. she's like oh you like that you can have it there's a fuck there has to be a reason why that's down there <laughs> what the fuck is there I'm assuming somebody there does like some fucking they play with Clay, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Or maybe I ran too far into it. But why the fuck is there a fucking oven in the basement? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, man. Oh, it actually reminded me, though, the scene where they throw the fucking jogger in there, in the oven. Yeah. And as the heat turns on, you see the body start, like, like, twitching and moving, and, like, the arms extending out. Dude, that fucking... Yeah. That scene is pissed. They nailed it. Yeah, that was good. It's good. So, um, yeah, this is one of the one of my favorite movies, man. Yeah, this is like one of your tops. It is. It's top ten, no doubt. Um, I seen it when I was really young, which it stuck with me all these years, man. It's kind of hard when you see that at fourteen to top that. You know what I mean, like. Oh man, is there other movies out here like this? This is a movie that, like, cause I remember seeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was fourteen. Okay. And that movie had an effect on me, because it was like the only movie at the time that was like had that feel about it. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that would be very much more effective than one of the first movies like that that you saw. Yes. Yeah, for me it wasn't. I didn't. I saw it later on. I saw a bunch of shit before I saw this, but I can imagine seeing this at like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, I did. We rented, you know, probably like a Friday the Thirteenth, and then we, you know, I remember renting Blood Cult. I I remember I remember these things from when I was a kid, and I remember hating Blood Cult. A lot of people hate Blood Cult. I fucking hate that movie. But it was like anything that looked cool that had cool artwork, you know, you wanted to rent the movie. Well, especially as a kid back as, as a kid, and especially back then where you couldn't, it wasn't like, hey, let's hop on IMDb and check this fucker out. Exactly. Let's go on the internet and just see what's going on with this movie. It was basically you were buying shit based off of that. Yeah, you're just holding a physical copy of something in your hand that just like says, 
you know, for fans of Friday the 13th and Halloween, and if you if you survive fucking, you know, yeah. Halloween and Friday the 13th, try to survive Christmas, and you're like, oh, what the fuck, man, you know? Yeah. Like, in looking at a box art for movies that's just fucking grim and gruesome. Yeah. Most of the time, it had nothing to do with what went on in the fucking movie. No. But that, that was the beauty of video stories, man. And you'd always find the one-off movies, you know, like, I found Lunch Meat. You know, you always find those one movies where you never see it before, and you're like, what the fuck is this? You know? And for me, the whole thing was warning labels, and uh, Buried Alive had one. So it was like, okay, The, cool. the whole fucking face of the death theory going with there that. You go. yeah. throw, throw a label on there saying it was banned in, like, 46 countries. It just makes you want to watch it. people's interests. <laughs> Yeah, it just made me want to watch it even more. Like, what am I missing out on, man? Mm-hmm. Like, what's this big secret that I'm not supposed to, like, be seeing? Shit they can't get away with now. If they get away with it now, it's people who believe it are kind of stupid. Because at this point, you can easily... If I were to go to a store and see a movie on the shelf with a warning that says banned in, like, 46 countries, and it was a newer movie, I'd immediately pull my phone out and just search that fucking movie if I haven't heard of it. Like, what, where is this band at? And they'd be like, it's not fucking banned anywhere. <laughs> like, right, yeah. If it's banned anywhere, it's those, like, super fucking religious countries right. that don't allow basically anything. Right. That doesn't count. <laughs> like, Shit, man. It's, you know, the first three Cannibal Corpse albums are still banned in, like, Germany. I was going to say Germany? Yeah. Which is weird. But, yeah. I don't know. That, that was just a cool time, dude. And uh, that's how I found this movie, Buried Alive. And what's funny is, the cover does no justice. No, the cover for the Thriller Big Box is, you wouldn't think it was anything that special. No, not at all. And that's, it was at Blockbuster. There was no gore on the front. There was just a warning label. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it did not, the, the cover art did not set you up for what you were getting into. You know, other movies, they let you know exactly what the fuck you're about to watch. This one, no. They underplayed it. Big time. Oh, yeah, they definitely did. Underplayed it. It's like their their, their selling point with it for rentals was the warning label. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but, you know, the fact that it was Thriller. Well, when, yeah, when... It kind of depends on when this got released by Thriller and where they were at in their catalog at that point. In 1986, 87, so I think they had a good chunk. So maybe Thriller already had the name. That's what I mean. So people knew Thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. I think they did Cannibal Ferox before. Yes, they did. So they probably already knew for that. Yeah, but then again, they did the Elvira movies, too. Those are so tame. But they're great to fucking play. I'm still missing, like, nine of them. Oh, they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. I'm missing nine, man. I nine of them. Nine of them. I got uh, a couple of them, but you know, like her actual movies, she only had two, yeah. I think. And then the ones where she re-released old movies. The the thriller big box ones are basically old like English films. Yeah, really bad ones. But like, <laughs> there's nothing great in those no, fucking movies, no. man. I've watched a few of them, and I'm like, man, these are. I gotta drink some beers while I'm watching these. Yeah, for sure. You want to throw that out at a, like a fucking party where no one's really paying attention. Yeah. But uh, I have uh, Eat I Eat Your Skin and Now You're Living Dead double feature with her with her doing little plug commentary like during the movie, like little puns and one-liners and shit. It's pretty cool. Dude, I can't remember. I think it was uh, Cannibal Ferox. She was supposed to do a thing with that, and she really? refused. Oh, I bet. She was like, nope, not doing it. Oh, she I refused bet. to do it. And I'm like, God, I would have loved to see like, Cannibal Ferox with Elvira doing the intro. Mm. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. Buried Alive, that's the movie that we uh, reviewed this week. And one of Steve's tops. I uh, also dig it. Yep. Nothing negative to say about this film. Not Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Um, anything else? Yeah, I think uh, there's nothing else to cover. I mean, we covered uh, 
past and present. I think so. We don't know what the future holds. No, but I can tell you that it's not going to be three weeks before. No, it's not going to be. No. We'll be doing another one sooner than later. Yeah. We try to, we try to go no later than two weeks. Yeah, usually every other week. We try to, like, if, if, if we can swing it, we try to do it every week. But no later than two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Horrorhound's coming up. Yeah, Horrorhound. Uh, I'm going to try to save for that. Cinema. Fall. Fall, yep. Can't wait. Fall Cinema's coming up. Um, Cinema Wasteland, guys. If you can't make it out, if you have the chance to make it out to Cinema Wasteland in Strongsville, Ohio, make it out to Cinema Wasteland. I agree. And it's like, I, I, I've noticed this, and I've said it to you a few times, like, Whorehounds, it's bigger. Music-wise, it's like, has this weird, like, it's almost more like rockabilly dudes that go there. Always. And it's always like, whenever I'd go, we've gone for those for years. And I always felt like I was like one of the few, like, punk metal dudes there. Mm-hmm. Wasteland. You go to fucking cinema Wasteland, and it's punk metal dudes. Yes. <laughs> An underground fucking old school horror VHS. Yeah, like that shit's like, and they'll do like, fucking like sleaze shit. Like, I've been there where it's been like, they had old school porn stars doing signing sessions. And which is amazing. And legit. Oh, yeah, and legit. No, and legit, yeah, legit shit who go on there. But it's like a mixer. It's like, they'll get legit full casts of movies, and then they'll be like, this old 70s porn star. Yeah, right. They did a full cast of Day of the Dead there. Uh, yep, that's what I was going to say. The whole Day of the Dead cast was there. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah. So if you get a chance, especially if you're into, like, if you're into the music we talk about on here, which I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming, I'm assessing the situation that most of you guys are probably more into the shit Steve talks about music-wise than the shit I talk about music-wise. But if you're into either of the music that we talk about, you would probably enjoy the crowd at Cinema Wasteland. Smaller, they've held it at the same hotel the whole time. But it's 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 amazing. Yes. Party words after, party afterwards are amazing. When fucking Can Crusher shows up. Damn Can Crusher. It's great. Gotta love that. If you wanna see a chick drop down and crush a can with a vagina, come to Cinema Wasteland. Come hang out with us. Do you want to see a chick drop down and crush a can with her vagina with her 12-year-old daughter standing next to her holding her jacket? Learning the family trade? Come to Cinema, cinema Wasteland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many things you can see. Yes. But yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up this fall. Both of those. Yep, and um, last thing before we before we go, mm-hmm. we have koozies now. Mm. Beer koozies. Yeah, we start, we're slowly getting merch. And uh, we got beer koozies now. Yep. So I'll this up. I'll be posting those on the Instagram account, which is a uh, burnt offerings underscore podcast on Instagram. I'll see pictures. Where I'm gonna, I, I plan to post in or printing like posters and shit, and a couple other things, and we'll do like something. Um, okay. Get some shit away for free. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm down. So hit us up if you want a koozie. These are the first run. I think they turned out pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I like them. And, um, First time I ordered koozies from a company where they didn't get back to me saying I need to uh, make the artwork more simple. So, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, But I think that's pretty much it, right? That is it. And we have records to spend. Here's the drink. It's Saturday that's night. Pizza fucking order, man. Yeah, we do have pizza to order. Large cheese just for me. And Jerry. <sighs> So, alright guys. Alright guys. Later. See ya.